Hey guys, welcome back to The Triangle. It's your girl, CJ. And Dee's not here because he ain't shit. It's your girl, Brandy. I'm dogging your ass every chance I can get. Period. Dude, what if we dog him so hard and he has some serious business going down today? Man, that would really suck after we drag him. After we drag him for like two episodes, he's he's like, yo, so-and-so's in a hospital. It's like, ah, shit. Shit. Don't listen to our episodes. But you know what? No, because... People know how to text or they call can. when there's an emergency to let somebody know something. So anyway, I'm a... first time he's done this shit. I'm sure <laughs> Whatever. He's fine. I'm going to call his work phone. Watch. I'm going to call his work phone. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Why do you... <laughs> Ma'am. In honor of D. <laughs> random fucking product <laughs> just, <laughs> i can't i can't dude it's like, that time I, of year what are you talking about man. i love the idea of september 1st officially being halloween i know and i'm sad because my house is fully covered in like cupcake things and stuff so i have oh, to clean so you don't have your normal thing going not yet so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna be about two weeks behind this year but i'm okay with that i usually keep my my halloween decor is thanksgiving decor so I still got two months full, full two months to do this. You're good. Yeah, yeah you're we're good. we're good. I just have to. Then you can easily Christmas it out. Thank God for that good for Christmas. Am I right? That's I do. I do. I put little hats, little Christmas hats. You should. On this. I do. It's a fantastic movie. I still want that big like. I want a like stuffing stocking uh-huh. that looks like the snake that was eating the oh, presents, yeah. so I can put the presents in it. And I think that would be, I'll probably just sew it. I think it, they make them like that. And I want it like wrapped around the bottom of the tree. You know, you put a present in the mouth uh-huh. and have like the little teeth over it. I think that would be adorable. There's <laughs> <laughs> so much. I just, I just need to figure out like, there's so much decorations. My attic is full of decorations. I'm like an old white lady. I don't, it's just, Rob's tired of it. And like last year I got three more boxes worth of Halloween oh so have you been to michael's like is fucking... i haven't just because this has been broke so i'm very happy well that then don't till you got money because trust me if they had it if we had been stimulated donnie what's going on what's up donnie like, where's our money where's our money like god Although I told Rob, I was like, I'm gonna have to buy, like, sell some extra cakes so I can go buy and uh, just something. go get these Halloween things, man. This is they brought some of the same. I think they cheated this year some of the production because there's a lot of the same stuff from last year. Like, I like that we are <laughs> that we go <laughs> so much that we know. I remember this pumpkin. For they last did. Year. They it's did. And it's not just Michael's, it's Hobby Lobby and Joanne's too, and at home. So I see y'all. I see y'all. Um, Joanne's actually did a little bit better. I think they're doing an Art Deco style Halloween. Okay. It is really cute. I am obsessed with an Art Deco I style. love all of it. And I'm going to be so broke. <laughs> like, Girl, yeah, let me stay away from there. They had the pillows, no the no fucking room. frames, and they. Uh, my favorite one is whenever they put like creep it real on it, like or like That's keep horrible. it. Oh, love it. So I'll be buying all the things, but I'll be couponing at the same time. I know oh, they hate God. me there, girl. Last time I went in with eleven coupons, eleven. 
you're that person where if someone's behind you, they're going to take two days to get out. The I mean, no, it's all digital now. So you just swipe, click, swipe, click. But okay, what they, the lady didn't realize is the company has been giving out coupons every day with a different code on it. So if it's a different code, the computer will take every single I know she tired. Uh-huh. Oh, no. So I bought 12 things, had 11 coupons, and spent like $40 in Joanne. Do you know how crazy that is? $40 in a craft shop? Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> that's not what it was. It, we, we were going to talk about the residual impacts of having military-style life. That's residual. Yeah. Love that word. It just feels like residues on it. <laughs> Oh my God, residual. So residual. No, seriously, like I, you know, both of us being raised and D two, if he was here, being well, raised, okay. <laughs> being raised overseas, especially like overseas in like the Pacific area and Japan and stuff, that serious culture shock situation was like for real, for real. Oh yeah. Like, um, knowing like we spoiled in a lot of ways oh, that I for didn't sure. So it became a regular ass civilian. Then I'm like, oh, not a regular ass civilian. What do you mean I don't have tribe hair? Not even a base civilian, a regular ass civilian. Regular ass civilian. And if you were in the military or around it, you know what we mean. There is a difference between military civilian and regular ass civilian. Regular ass ain't no, like, I remember first getting back to the States. And <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just so funny. You gotta we were overseas for quite some time. Yes. So um, I remember getting back to the States and being like, what the fuck is a Walmart? <laughs> what do you mean? Or this girl had asked me before I got on, like, I took a city bus to go to school. And I was uh -huh. just like, I get on the bus. Uh -huh. And I remember her being like, she asked me if I had some Carmex. And I had no clue what even Carmex was because what we have over there in the stores. And what they have over here are different. different yep. so I was like, do you mean like chopsticks, pastelini? <laughs> what are we talking about? I was like, this is going to be a rough transition. <laughs> it was so rough. Like I, <laughs> Walmart reminded me because first of all, let me just say Chris, shout out to Chris Kilika, shout out to you. I remember him coming back from one of his US trips to Oki one day and he had like a Hot Topic bag and he was like, CJ, you would love this store if you were in the States. How accurate was he that I would love Hot Topics so much? They literally like, took personality. And just blew it, it up into a retail store. No, like, they, they, they take, this is how they make Hot Topics. They took, they extracted CJ's personality, put it in a vial, and they just took the little dropper, and they just drop a piece of it on concrete, and then a Hot Topic. <laughs> it just brings, a Hot Topic just comes out. Is it like the DBZ capsule? They're like, click, That's click. <laughs> What's so great about Hot Topic too is I feel like, and I think we both posted or like memes uh -huh. like that fits both the aesthetic of girls that like girly stuff. So they'll have uh -huh. frilly, they'll have that hot pink, but then everything yes. else is like black. And I'm like, yeah. It's a good a mixture. Like, I do like wearing hot pink and neon colors. But I, I also like pink. to like tone it down with the black. So I'm just like, I'll wear yeah, all I of this. I realize I really uh, enjoy wearing combat boots, like more than I thought Love. I ever would. Because when I was working at the bar, I'm like, well, you can't wear like heels here. So That's a lot right. of the dresses, I ended up just wearing boots that I could really like not slip and, and work around, go upstairs and stuff. And then I realized I am in love with a good combat boot. I'm and telling you. That's the little accessories that hook onto your boots or your stockings. That's a hot topic, man. If y'all want to be a do. sponsor, 
They just, I know, right? I should. I used to work for their company. You girl, yeah, hold some strings. Oh, I so. Like, I'm bossy CJ, and you have to listen. <laughs> I'm just That's saying. How you work. No, no, but no, they were really good. And you know what the other thing was that Walmart story? I was somebody's fucking dinner table topic one day because I went to get gas for the first time in the States. You know, like off base, you don't pump your own gas, right? So that's mm-hmm. one thing. On base, I knew how to work the on base gas pumps, but it was the old one where you only had one regular kind of gas, right? You came here. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one regular gas, and you pull the nozzle off and you lift the thing because it was so old school. <laughs> and then you put it in your car. You don't get to choose like the kind of the grade of the gas. It's oh, just, yeah. Oh, grade of gas. It's just regular gas. I didn't even know there were grades like that. So I get here. I'm at the Walmart gas station. First of all, Walmart gas is terrible. Don't put it in your car if you can help it. Like it's it's warm tanks, from what I understand. But I got there and I was like, I don't know how to work this fucking pump. Like I put my card in and I was like staring at it, like really just staring at it. I felt like Paris Hilton and Christina Ricci on that fucking oh show. God. The the that <laughs> where they went around. No, I loved it. I couldn't. I- I couldn't believe how much dumb shit they were doing. I just, I felt so stupid. I was like, I don't know how to do this. But you know what the first thing I did was, because I was near Barksdale Air Force Base, is look for somebody in a military outfit. (laughs) And I found one. I was like, um, excuse me, sir. I was like, I just came from overseas and I have no idea how to pump my gas. Look at Rob judging me over there. No, there was a lot of stuff had no clue because we just got so used to not just being i feel like it was like a double whammy being overseas yeah and then being on a military base because we're literally on an island and then on a military base so it's that double um layer of i don't even know what to call it uh sheltering i guess it is it really is when you come out of that bubble i we literally lived in our own world culturally in military culture and then in okinawa yeah uh, so culture so it's just it was really weird coming to the States. And then uh, we all, we've all said we've had that experience of, and probably not so much V because he was here a little longer. A little longer, yeah. But um, I always joked that I didn't know I was black until I came back. Same. And girl, I was like, this school is segregated as hell. I was in, um, shout out to Chesterfield, Missouri, really St. Louis, but uh-huh. school like written up graduating, it was Chesterfield. And it was like, it was weird. It was just really weird to see separate yeah. people mm-hmm. sitting in separate lunch tables. All the black kids rode the same bus to the school. Right. Because that was their neighborhood. It was, man. And then to go to that school and just to see the classism I never really experienced being overseas and on a military base because it didn't matter if my dad like ranked E9 and somebody else's dad was whatever else. We mm-hmm. still went to the same school. We still shopped at the same VA. place. Yep. It didn't really touch us there. And then you get to the States and it's like, damn, am I poor? Like yeah, why that little, the classification here is people act like there's no classifications here. There is definitely one. Oh, God. There's the such, social there's, class is there's like crazy here. Sure. They just don't talk about it. Like, the obviously, if you go to places like, you know, um, in the Far East, like India and stuff, they still have a caste system. We're very similar. It's just not out in the open. Like, we obviously have places like people will let you know that you're not welcome in certain areas here. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they'll, you, they'll ask those like, they'll ask, they'll ask rude questions politely. 
Oh, the nasty that, nice? That, that, yeah, that nasty nice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> to kind of figure out, so what are you doing here? <laughs> right. Like, do you do you work for somebody here? Like, yeah, bitch, like, no, I live you, here. What's this about? I realized <laughs> that when I, um, as PJ started switching schools around here, and I stayed on the same side of the neighborhood that my uh -huh. mom ended up getting a house, because I knew she wasn't going to do nothing else. She was definitely going to live on the bougie <laughs> side of Cleveland. Right. And... Unfortunately, it's always that same thing of seeing, okay, even coming back to the States, I'm realizing I'm going to a nicer school. There's a nicer college over here. Majority of people are Asian and white. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of us around that's, it. That's so my neighborhood too. It's the same thing for my son. And I'm just like, wow, I just, I missed what we had overseas with that versatility of different ethnicities. And it's you really got to go above and beyond to get that stateside because there's just not this nice little melting pot of people. No, I just found out recently that the area we're living in, the schools were still segregated into the 70s here. Not surprised. <laughs> I'm talking like, that's really recent. Like, and then I was looking, I was talking to um, my older one about her classes and because mm -hmm. they still have what, you know how you have to fill out your ethnicity and stuff? I think they're using that to group kids together still. That's what it sounds like. I wouldn't be like. surprised. Sometimes depending on what it is, I don't even fill it out. That's just, that's what I told them. I said, we got to fix that. Depending on what it is, I don't do it. Because I'm like, mm, you're not about to shave me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's take a quick break so we can go back and uh, talk about the rest of this. All right. Quick break. <laughs> <laughs> we back not buck we back, back. We're i'm playing that at the wedding and i need everybody to get up off their asses and dance to it i just want you to know okay we're gonna, gonna scare the other half of my wedding party tiktok songs too so we can all <laughs> just, get our tiktok dances on i'm saying you know what's crazy going back to that military thing like knowing that you were safe was another oh, thing yeah. for me because even though in, like in Oki, I could leave at 11 p.m. at night to go out to do whatever by myself to meet my friends wherever mm -hmm. and not even think twice about it. And I, I don't think it's as safe as it, it was now, even now there, but it's safer than here. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, we've heard those awful stories about yeah. what's going on over, uh, off base, even the protests that would happen when we were there. Mm -hmm. But I, I will agree with you. I just felt like it was safer back in, like, the, the from 2000. Yeah, like the 90s and early 2000s? The 2006, 7. Mm -hmm. There were really huge scandals. Didn't really hear a lot of shit um, from people that got so status and decided to stay over there. I get back to the States, and I remember having the mindset that I could operate how I did on a base on an island, same no, way in St. Louis. And my mom used to be livid because I go to school, meet some friends or whatever. Because when you're a military brat, especially if you have like a, you know, social butterfly personality, right? Make I make friends no matter where I go. I find mm -hmm. the tribe. So that's a blessing. And I really do think that's because I've just had to survive with moving, having military parents. Yeah. Both my parents are Marines. Those who are listening, so we were always moving uh, around. Move, yeah. So like, I gotta talk to people so I'm not mm -hmm. I have no friends every time I move but anyway I, I just make friends and then be gone come home like six or seven o'clock at night maybe eight 
which might as well be like 1 p.m. I mean, 1 a.m. to my mom, who's like, I haven't seen you since you took the bus to school this morning. Where the fuck were you? What's going on? And I'm thinking, I told you I was going to like be kicking it after. I'm thinking nothing of it. Like, right. like I went to just Reisner Gym or something and walked home. <laughs> it was not the same thing. And then I have my son, uh, even knowing that he stayed at the library mm-hmm. where he normally would walk, because like, here's the school, literally the street, and then the library is right there. But then McDonald's and some other places are on their side. So it's like, oh, me and my friends and a group, you just, you know, they do their jaywalking and they, they go to McDonald's. I'm having a heart attack now. Right. I'm just like, oh my God, like, we're not on a military base. And uh, what if someone thought you were stealing? Because we already know how they do a lot of black people. And you yeah. don't have the luxury of being a young, innocent black boy. They make y'all young men too quickly. Right. No matter how many white kids you hang around. So I'm, all this stuff is going through my head in a way that my parents didn't worry about when we were overseas. Yeah. That's also why um, my mom and dad said they didn't do a good job telling us we were black and how to deal with that coming back over here mm-hmm. because it wasn't really a thing overseas. I it really like other than like the like my thing was because I was mixed. I had a weird thing happening over there where I wasn't, you know, the whole not black enough, not Asian enough, depending on who it was. But I, I remember going to Louisiana, being in Bossier City, going to the mall for the first time with my mom, and everybody was staring. And it was because I think I was walking in there with my mom, who is 100% Asian. And they acted like they never seen an Asian person before. And it probably was very close to that unless you go to certain parts of of town. You know what I'm saying? And the combination of me and her walking together was probably some kind of a sight to them. I don't know. But I just knew I was in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. And people were just like not used to seeing different things like that. Girl, I just was like this. And then to see in that town a brown girl dressed like what they would say, like hot topicy at the time, because I was even more dark in the beginning, you know, <laughs> in my younger days, it, it was worse. So I'm sure that was like another trip on me. I had like fishnet fucking hand thingies on and <laughs> it was just terrible, terrible times. But like the, the culture shock of it all was just, like you said, I didn't realize how black I was, even though I'm so light, like till I got here. Oh yeah, they'll they'll definitely let you know you're not white though, boo. It don't matter how light you are. And those of you listening, the that experience that that super like privilege and fetish you get is typically with the black community who will hype up somebody who's mixed up. Yeah. Lot especially the black men. Some white folks don't give a fucking fuck. They don't. Yep. You brown and black, black. brown and black. You're black, you're other. Did you see Did you see the video I posted with that guy singing about his biracial girl? and i'm glad i almost choked on my water girl (laughs) you have to watch it you post this on facebook yes i tagged you in it it's byron let me see if i can find it play a short segment for you guys because i was done oh my facebook is acting so crazy right now uh but there's a song called by i forget who he was so serious singing it too and i could not (laughs) I couldn't and the fact and it made it's so cringy because he talks about her oh I found it it's by Sean Fury oh, it's by- I'm already annoyed 
not even even heard it and I'm annoyed. Uh, just let me see if I could get this after this ad and start playing. Oh my god, my fucking music player picked up the lyrics. That's terrible. I don't need the lyrics, guys. I don't need the lyrics. If you don't know who Sean Fury is, he's he's some serious guy who's been making all of this and it's not good. Let me see if I can skip to a Hold on. Do you hear this? Listen. Is that really him making a whole ass song? He made a, it's three minutes and 26 seconds. Like, talking about not the average kind, more like an exotic wine. Like, the cringiest lyrics. Um, she's a biracial girl made from a rainbow world. Please stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Whose man's is this? Oh, I don't know, but the video is even more cringeworthy. If you are interested in watching it, it's it's biracial by Sean Fury. He has three thousand and two, over three thousand subscribers. Okay, listen, and I'm sure it's just for fun, but I'm mad that he has. It's not the it's the principle. It's like some stuff. But I think he's. I I think that's his girl. I almost feel like some stuff you can't even joke about or some people can't even joke about some things because so many people already think it's true, you know? Especially That's true. That's true. It's like it does not help us to keep doing it. It's honestly in an interview, from my interpretation of this interview, it's kind of what Dave Chappelle was getting at where he's like, I feel like I'm doing more harm than good with these sketches. And he said he remembers one time doing a sketch and he basically, uh, in a nutshell, he felt like the white people were laughing a little too hard at it because he's trying to do something smart. He's mm-hmm. trying to make you think with this stuff. It's not just supposed to be Yeah, but white folks don't go that deep, And though. you're not going that deep with yeah, it. Yeah, I knew what he was saying. Catch that and be like, nah, I, y'all aren't. Y'all they weren't getting it because they were only like looking at the superficial shit. It's like, okay, so if you go on Netflix and if you look up Get Out, you know what the genre it's under? comedy yes and it got it, nominated for the award season for a comedy it's and a like, comedy to it's them not a comedy it's a horror story to black folks this not is a, a horror plot. story you guys like uh spoiler alert if you haven't watched it turn uh go fast forward like 30 seconds of, of what i'm about to say i'm sure we mentioned it before too but at the end of get out when we see the fucking sirens and the lights all the black people gasped. They were like, he's not going to survive because the cop is going to think that he killed a white girl, right? Everybody the gasped. The fact that we're even concerned about stuff like that. Like, In the movie, but he, he, Peel knew what he was doing. That. I'm just saying, Peel knew what he was doing because that's... Oh, that he's smart. Ooh, that scene at the end. That scene at the end. Okay, good night, baby. Look at her. Say good night. Good night, baby. Mm-hmm. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> okay, oh, go. Just- Go! Oh my God! Hey, get your dance on, Heather. Go! Hey, <laughs> I like to hype up her daughter, oh but like, uh, please don't hype her up. Instead can't. of going to sleep, I can't. But no, for real. Like so. For me, that makes so much sense. What Dave Chappelle said and what you're saying is that it's so superficial to these people. Like they thought Get Out was a fucking comedy. 
It's all I the whole time, even watching the trailer before it came out, I thought it was gonna be under horror or suspense. Like it's under comedy. It's funny. Comedy. That is not the fun. That they even like the fact that well interpreted it as a comedy and they wanted to give it an award in that field was just insulting. But then also it let me know like much. so many other things structurally, there needs to quit being the same white men in power deciding this is what we're interpreting this as. This yeah. is what this is how we'll honor this because no. they didn't take it seriously they At didn't all. take the part that we, they peel was trying to say about our bloodline being fucking fucked up because of them but hey what can i say they just kept going. i wonder if what the other one was put under his other movie uh, was it us like, um us was crazy i, I haven't seen it yet i have to bring myself to bitch. see it i have I, to I, at the end definitely had me like <laughs> don't tell me don't tell me i gotta watch it i gotta watch it i literally was like i wasn't expecting that shit i was like it's like cool. i'm down for everything he's doing now i just really i need to go online and find the episodes for twilight zone too because now i'm curious as fuck I'm on twilight zone yeah um seriously though but like i don't know getting back to the military life so i i feel like i've adapted a lot better now but i i will say that i'm a lot more paranoid than i used to be because of where i grew up and being over here and just having to realize that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes if you're not white, you know? For sure. Because like you said, in the military, in the military communities, it wasn't as crappy. Even if there were people with Confederate flags, like they knew not to say shit because there was so many other ethnicities and races around them and they wouldn't got their asses beat. <laughs> like, but you know, they're taking all those down, right? They're not allowed in a lot of military bases anymore. I believe some, some, uh, some, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a great thing because it means completely something different to people of color. So, you know, and that's another thing, like all these symbolisms, like the Confederate flag and stuff. I have never seen so many out in people's porches and shit till I moved to Texas. Like what the fuck? I mean, it's definitely a down South thing. I remember being in Florida. And, yeah. and that's another thing I didn't realize coming back to the States. <laughs> just the different levels of being black. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're at. And me being in the West Coast, like visiting California versus being in Florida versus Atlanta versus like St. Louis, Kansas City, Philly, Ohio. All of these areas being mm-hmm. black is a completely different experience in each area. Oh. And I'm, like I may feel like I'm more if this makes sense, I may feel like I am more at home mm-hmm. and accepted being a down south black amongst other blacks. Yeah. Yep. But girl, I feel safer up north. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a like, different kind of. I mean, I really do feel like that spirit of you know confederacy. That whole just being being in Nebraska because we were both in Nebraska Mm -hmm. being like brown and black in Nebraska is a whole nother thing from being black and brown in the south like even even if they didn't know how to treat us up there it wasn't the same way it's treated as you're treated down here either not at all like I can almost see why they all went north when they were leaving slavery you really start to like research how we first (laughs) And why so many of us ended up in like the Bay Area in yes. Chicago and Detroit. Yes, I'm they like, all went north. Wilding down south. That's why. Like y'all. Crazy. I wouldn't be playing either. I'd be like, bye bye. Mm mm. 
This shit ain't for me. Anyway, that's our end of our segment. Um, I really kind of want to hear some stories. <laughs> I kind of want to hear stories from people who were in the military because I know a lot of our friends and please tell us your story. Yes. Did you have any culture shock moments? Send us an email. If you go to anchor.fm and go to our page, you can leave us a voicemail and I can incorporate that into one of our shows. That would be really cool. Or hey, if you want to come on our show, tell us. We will get you on here for fan pick day or something like that. So um give yes, us a give us. Us, uh, hit up hit up our email dms facebook page instagram something you hit us up hit me or cj up because demetri is being shit <laughs> here we go shade shade hey bro <laughs> anyway if you've enjoyed our podcast thus far make sure that you subscribe to one of our podcast platforms and if you're watching us on youtube make sure you like and comment below make sure you hit that notification bell so that you get all of our episodes speaking of which all th- we have three segments now the triangle news angle and newly added sex angle Woo! do it do it do it um our first episode dropped last friday so if you missed out go check it out we have a really good time yeah uh, we talk ooh, about we talk fine. about unsolicited dick pics and kinks and a few other things <laughs> last week so go check it out i know you guys love that shit it's, it's for grown and sexy don't let your kids listen um that's really it, don't really. let your kids listen to any of our <laughs> honestly. <laughs> honestly yeah that's true yeah, we're gonna be and real and if you're at work make sure you have headphones on um probably won't be appreciated by the people listen around you or your boss <laughs> anyways you guys stay woke stay blessed logical and safe if you're black stay black and if you're not support poc and allies unite we'll catch you guys next week bye, bye.